we'll play we'll play Jaden. We'll we'll get a we'll get we a better. podcast D and D. We've yes. got a we've got an episode uh, two episodes that are going to come out in uh, February with uh, some D and D episodes with, that we did with um, Jesse Enocalia um, from the Dragon Prince. Oh sure. Um, Nick Wolfhard from the Last Kids on Earth and uh, Sam Sawyer from the Salem series. Uh, which conveniently Sam Sawyer from the Salem series. Yeah, it's that's a <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, but fun fact about uh the Salem series, um, the uh titular character Salem is voiced by Laura Bailey. Oh um, so that kind of brings us into what's a fandom? My name is Josh. My I'm Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jaden. I've been wait. I was waiting. It's been a while. Like, you, we've been talking really, for a while. You really held on to that. Yeah, I, I was like, how am I gonna do this? Oh yeah. Um, and today we're gonna be talking about uh, the new Amazon series based on the Critical Role Adventures: The Legend of Vox Machina. It's so new that at time of recording, it hasn't actually come out yet. Exactly. Um, but uh, it's going to be on uh, Amazon, so uh, you're going to get the first three episodes uh, tomorrow, and then three episodes every Wednesday for a month. So uh, you get 12 episodes first season. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, thank you for to Amazon for letting us check it out early. Yeah. Uh, they gave us access to the first six episodes. So we were able to watch the first two weeks. Um, so big thank you to Amazon. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Uh, thanks, I Jeff. He, I don't think he had anything to do with it. <laughs> this, was, uh, this was my first time watching something like before it came out. Uh-huh. I felt very special. Right, isn't it? But yes. it, it, it also gives you that, that sense of like, I can't talk about this. No, like, like we've this got is, the embargoes, and it's like you can't talk about this until nine yeah. a.m. And you're like, this oh, is okay. this is exactly why I did did not, in fact, show it to my housemate, who was very much into Critical Role. I felt bad. I was like, I want to show it to you because you're <laughs> way more excited about it than I am. Um, and I did not know that, uh, especially with Connor being a D and D guy, I did not know that. I was going to be the only one who knew anything about Critical Role going into this, so that was interesting. We have we have layers of or varying degrees of of D anD D slash Critical Role knowledge. Yes. We have Josh, who both knows Critical Role and has played D anD D. We have me, who has played D anD D but has not watched Critical Role, and then we have Jaden. Who has neither, neither watched of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. Jaden's here, everybody. Jaden's, so. Jaden's the, the visual artist, so you're here for the animation. Yes. Um, and much. so uh, a little bit about, you know, the way this, uh, you know, kind of came around. Uh, back in 2019, um, Critical Role had, like, they had said, like, hey, we want to do a special animated episode. And so we're going to launch a Kickstarter. And in order to make this, so to pay everybody everything that we want to make it really good, we're going to do like one like 22-minute episode. And it's, uh, it's going to cost $750,000. That was wow. for the special. Um, so they announced that. And then by the end of day one, they had made $4.5 million. 
Ah. Um, and they were like, oh, geez. Uh, so then they kept making stretch goals. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay. So we have to do more. So we had, they started making stretch goals like, hey, maybe we'll do like six episodes if you hit this amount. We'll do more episodes if you hit this amount. Uh, by the end of the 45-day campaign, they had raised $11.4 million. Yeah. So um, it's as though they don't realize that they're a wildly popular D&D podcast. It's like, that, it's like, we think the critters would do well, but, um, like, I, yeah, but yeah, it was one of those. It was just like, oh man, we, uh, like seriously, like by the end of that first day, it was insane. Yeah. Like they hit, I think they hit their like 700 and like, it, I don't even think it was a full hour that they hit that, that first day. Amazing. It was just like, boom, here you go. Like it was, it was pretty insane. Um, and that got kind of sold over to I mean, the interest since the interest was there, uh, those right, you know, kind of got sold over and now they're with Titmouse doing the animation, um, which Titmouse love Titmouse. Great. Hmm. Um, everybody loves Star Trek Lower Decks. We do go. I haven't seen it, but I love it. Uh, you should, <laughs> you should definitely watch it. It's the Star Trek that's star trekky but also not but also very star trekky <laughs> cool it's star trek for the layman dude that's me exactly um <laughs> so yeah so we've got uh you know imdb is a little bit confusing because imdb says like 13 episodes but like all the stuff we got from amazon was like 12 episodes yeah so i'm like I, one of somebody's confused um not sure who but somebody's confused uh, but yeah, so we've got Critical Role. It was a bunch of nerds playing D and D, um, getting together. Uh, started off as just a fun little campaign with um, that they were just doing, and then they went over yeah. to uh, Geek and Sundry and started actually uh, um, playing on stream uh, yeah. on Twitch, and then it exploded. Uh, they were able to leave Geek and Sundry and basically create their own company just yeah. for Critical Role. Um, they've had all kinds of different, you know, people on there, um, like uh, Ashley Burke, Yuri Lowenthal. Um, oh shoot, uh, the the one dude, the big buff man. Uh, uh, married to Sofia Vergara. Oh, okay. Uh, oh man, I'm sorry, I lost it. Hang on. Uh, yeah. So anyway, like a lot of really cool. Uh, uh, Cray Payton's been on quite a few episodes. Um, so yeah, they they've done a lot of really cool. People Joe Manganiello. Yeah, Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think Phil Lamar has been on a couple episodes. So I mean, yeah, it's just they they have this really cool cast because um, I mean they're they're voice actors and actors and they've been able to cultivate all these all this talent around them, yeah. and it, they've basically just taken the whole entire thing and just basically reinvented a lot of people's interest in D and D, which is uh, very good. Cause it's a very fun game. I know I had heard about D and D, but I had never, you know, really played it, had any, you know, anything yeah. like that. So watching critical role, you're like, all right, this is really fun. So yeah, it's kind of, well, it's interesting. It was interesting watching this series because you can very much tell that it is based off of a D and D campaign, both, in the lore and also in like the personalities and like dialogue because it's like it's very much like high fantasy lore 
but with very much modern 2021 dialogue that was just said by people that were fooling around. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my housemate had actually, he had heard about the series that the, the series actually starts at a point in the campaign that was before they started recording it. Yes. Um, um, with this, uh, with this, uh, I I, I want to say like our first big bad uh, spoiler. Okay, spoilers for here on out for um, the Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah. Um, there were there was a couple things. I'm just I'm just gonna get into things that I, I, I Wait, was a just- little bit. Spoilers just for the first three episodes. Yes, right? for the first three yeah. episodes. Yeah, that's all that we're allowed to talk about. Yeah. Or uh, Papa Amazon's going to come after us with a stick. <laughs> Jeff, so, Jeffrey himself. Good old Jeff. He'll be knocking on doors, and we don't want that. No. Um, so spoilers for the first three episodes. Um, and I had talked a little bit about to Jaden with this when we first watched it. Um, it's it's difficult. I mean, it's a little bit weird. I There's some of the dialogue that feels forced whereas yeah. in the uh you know when they're when they're playing it and they're streaming it you know the dialogue comes off fresh yeah um, there was some stuff it felt like they tried to make it a little bit funnier than like the show mm. was like there are a lot of jokes that they say that don't really land all the time yeah um, some of them feel like jokes for the sake of trying to make it funnier yeah there, and there's, for the sake of jokes like there's a there's also a lot of like i i know that there is uh you know there's some you know sexual themes and stuff in yeah. in the in the uh in the series like in the game um that's usually kind of laughing and everything but in this one it felt like there was a lot more this yeah like, like quite early on really fit i mean when you see scanlan's balls and like the first like five minutes yeah. of the show and you're like oh okay well you see you see balls and boobs like within the first two or three minutes yeah and you're like the oh, first okay episode. i guess and i was guess like this wow is this is where we're at the series like is right off the bat <laughs> yeah the series is a bit hornier than i was expecting yeah, and i wasn't expecting that and i'm like okay okay so here we are we're doing this sure um it it is also kind of weird too like the uh I don't know. Like the animation's great. I think the animation is good. I think Tim Mouse yeah. did a great job with the animation. It's just it's it's the dialogue that kind of kills me because some of the mm. stuff that you know happens spontaneously in the uh, you know on the show doesn't translate as well in an animated series. Like yeah. it doesn't translate as well being scripted. Yeah. So that kind of that kind of for me hurts it a little bit. But I also don't know what they were expecting to do. Like th- you have yeah. to, you have to do some sort of thing. So when you go in from something that's improv, basically, to something that's it's, scripted, it's not. It's good. You're gonna have some things that don't mesh. It's also the fact that, like, you know, in the original source, as much as it is a fantasy story, the visual is still these real people from the 21st century playing yeah. a game. So that dialogue doesn't necessarily feel out of place. But when the visual is now also fantasy it's it feels it's the same thing that i kind of have mixed feelings about with the witcher because they do this the the dialogue is similar um in the sense of 
like it feels like there there's more like profanity and like a certain attitude to the characters that feels like they're putting in an effort to be like yeah this is cool fantasy we you know yeah i mean and like the shows the show's violent yeah. Uh, the 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 uh, the the animated series also violent. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew I knew coming that we were gonna have violence, just yeah. because like there's a part where like they cut cut off a bunch of like heads and like throw them in their bag of holding, and they're like, yeah. oh, we're gonna use these as you know, we're gonna in case we need these to show proof. In and case then, like, you need to throw a head, do that. And so like they end up cleaning up the bag of holding like 90 episodes later, and nice. they're like, oh, here's some like decaying drow heads, and you're like, all right, there you go. Um, so there's stuff like that, but I I did like the opening bit where they're like, "This is the legend of Taldore," and they're doing this yeah. thing, and then this like they get murked immediately. And they pulled like, the Suicide oh. Squad. Basically, yeah, uh, it was very, it was, it's, it's a lot like Invincible, like that level of violence. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, cool, why not? Let's let's do it. Um, it's not quite as. Jarring. jarring most of the time as it is in invincible because in invincible it was used very tastefully yeah whereas with this it's more a little it's a little bit like more we wanton. murder them in the first episode like we murder yeah. them in the first like two minutes and then we have a bar fight where people are getting their arms ripped off so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's like the part you. where the the one like general lady just get gets like straight up burnt to a crisp on screen and you see her like screaming face as it's happening. I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's yeah, a, yeah. Oh, it's a oh, bit yeah. much, but all um, right. It is. Uh, so we do have uh, like all of our cast coming back. So we have Laura Bailey as um, Vexalia, Talison Jaffe as uh, Percival, Ashley Johnson as Pike, Liam O'Brien as Vax, uh, Marisha Ray as Keyleth, uh, Sam Regal as Scanlan, Travis Willingham as Grog, and then Matt Mercer's there. Yeah, it's it's really it's really weird because like because I mean it's 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 in critical role. Uh, Matt Mercer voices everybody. He is everybody except our characters. Yeah. So, but he voices all the NPCs that they come across. He does everything. So, yeah. not having him voice some of these people, yeah, is a little bit weird. I mean, I knew they weren't going to because that would have been really weird. If like it's just yeah. Matt Mercer doing everything. Not that he couldn't, but oh, it I is mean, exactly a, like it is he, a big he ask. Can do, he can do Lady Valora. He sure. can do uh, Uriel Teldore. He can do yeah. everything um, because he has. He's been uh, Silas and Delilah Briarwood. Like he is all and, of these characters. And in an alternate universe, that's exactly what they did with the animated series. Yeah. Um, but in this, like, the, he does get to voice some people. Like he is uh, Silas Briarwood. Um, which Silas? Is, sorry, Silas. <laughs> I don't know where I got Silas. That's his son. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, si- he, he does get to voice Silas Briarwood. He is some guards. Um, there is mm. that character on the street who's basically like the cabbage merchant who is mm. kind of like walking around that looks exactly <laughs> like Matthew Mercer. And, you know, when things happen, he's just like, mm. and you're just like, come on. And he's just, you know, just yeah. doing, you know, background stuff. And I'm like, beautiful. At least they included Matt Mercer in here. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be, it's, it's good. I. What did you guys think of the first episode? So we get everybody. They've been together. 
their fact their vox machina um the group of adventurers that nobody has really heard of they're kind of screw-ups um i'm waiting for keyleth to kill a child uh mm. just fun just fun so like knowing where they go with this um it was really interesting in the first three episodes to see the things and be like oh yeah i remember when they did that it's like yeah mm. this is this is fun um like uh we get to see uh at the end of the third episode we get to see craven edge um that was fun that's the the sword that uh uh lord briarwood had oh the sure one that was soaking in all the blood yeah that's craven edge mm-hmm. that's a that's a fun sword um it was a fun sword yeah uh it's a fun sword because uh one of our characters gets that sword later Ooh. on in the critical role universe so uh it likes to talk now nice. that's one that i'm really hoping that they let matthew mercer do yeah it's like there, there are some voices that are just like super iconic mm-hmm. and it's just really great uh but they do a really good job with you know the way that you know all these characters act um the way these characters are and how they're still in relation like uh uh vex uh, sorry vax and uh uh gilroy um you know kind of you know flirting with each other yeah there was like something that. going on there and i was like oh yeah that happens a lot uh so yeah just you know some fun stuff like that it was great uh it was good to see you know lady kima and uh um lady alora um because that'll you know things so it's just fun and they've got a really good cast i mean we've got uh yeah greg griffin voicing uh delilah briarwood so uh all of you fun um avatar fans yeah i thought i recognized your face from something uh, yeah, so it's it's great. What did you guys think of the? Um, oh, and of course we have David Tennant as uh, yeah, yes, yeah. uh, David Craig. Tennant in voice acting stuff. I'm having some trouble, not because I don't like him. Obviously, he's possibly my favorite actor alive at the moment. Um, Wait, hold on, why is he your favorite actor? Uh, it didn't go. I no, didn't I hear it. I was trying to remember which button it was. I think it's the first one. I think it's you got this. There it is. <laughs> uh, but my thing with with like just hearing David Tennant's voice is because it's that thing where as soon as I hear the voice, I'm like, I know who that is. I know what he yeah. looks like. I know who's behind the mic. And especially for the character that he voices, that looks very different from what David Tennant looks like. It, there's this thing that happens in my mind where I disconnect from what the character actually looks like and I just hear David Tennant. Yeah, like, I, I'm right there with you. Like, it's one of those, like, I when Jaden and I were watching it, the moment he said something, I was like, that's David Tennant. Like, I was just like, yeah. that's him. Like, I know that's him. Um, <laughs> and like, cause I was like, oh man, that's, that's my guy it's, right there. And yeah. It was it was one of those like you're right it does kind of like take because I mean like in Ducktales you know you yeah. can kind of be like all right yeah Scottish duck yeah you know yeah. it could be David Tennant you know yeah but I I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with that whole thing about people being kind of miffed sometimes by celebrities yeah on animated uh, voiceover Chris roles. Pratt <laughs> hey we've not seen anything for Mario so let's. Reserve I'm not judgment until yes. that trailer comes out. <laughs> I'm not optimistic. 
but yeah it's kind of that same sense like when it's a really famous person it's really hard to uh, see them as anything other than the famous person as yeah. opposed to voice actors where we're used to not seeing their face we're used to hearing yeah. them more than we are seeing them because they're not on screen well so it's I, it's I weird because like that happened but that's happening more and more now where yeah. we're seeing all of the voice actors yeah and so it's it's hard now because i mean like with social media and you know stuff like critical role and like st- streaming in general like yeah. on twitch mm-hmm. it's you see these you see the people that are voicing more and more and more yeah um, well, especially since like just voice actors in general now are getting a lot more attention than they used to yes i mean yeah because you because th- you think like back in like 2001 like yeah like good luck knowing who any like what any voice actor looked like yeah it like, took me uh, a long time to find out what tom kenny looked like right it's it's, it's one of these like oh like i had would never have guessed yeah like mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing and then you know when you see something like critical role like they were bringing all these different people on like they were bringing yuri lowenthal on they were bringing in you know some of these you know voice actors that you would really only see at like a convention or something like that yeah. and you're like oh okay that's what that guy looks like or that's what, that's what she looks like but now like they're getting you're getting exposed to it and you can actually see who these people are and you're like oh okay yeah that's interesting and people's careers kind of like you know you go to critical role and you know you do some stuff and you know stuff happens for you because you're in this community now yeah i guess it's also because like i feel like voiceover and anime too is becoming more mainstream i feel like also true early 2000s you would get made fun of for liking anime and now it's cool or whatever. Oh, you yeah, it's it's yeah. like oh, you watch Naruto, nerd, and then like five <laughs> years later, it's like everybody's watching Naruto, and you're like, to the point the where it, I was the nerd. Yeah, to the point where it becomes a joke written into Inside Job. Right, exactly. It's it's one of those. It's like yeah, I was like I, I watched uh, Naruto back when it was subbed um, a while ago, and like I stopped watching, and then by the time I stopped watching, Naruto started getting really popular, and yeah. it's like oh, okay, well. Now it now it sucks because now I'm so far behind, <laughs> but it's like I'm I don't want to go back into it because I'm like 200 episodes. Yeah. I don't I don't got that time. Yeah. And then there's Shippuden and Boruto, and you're like, Psh, nah, I can't I can't do this. It's, it's, it's too much. I'll just read the Wicked articles on it. So I can know yeah. what's going on because Spark Notes for Naruto. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah, someone should make Spark Notes for Naruto. I've, I'm sure it exists already. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> sure yeah. It exists. Um, but what did you guys think of the uh, these first three episodes? So, like, uh, first two episodes kind of uh, combined. Uh, it's the Terror of Teldore, um, yeah. where we get our wonderful dragon. And then yeah. um, the Feast of the Realm, a Feast of Realms. Right? Is it called Feast of Realms? I think so. Uh, yeah, Feast the of feast Realms. The Feast one. The one with the feast. The one with the feast and the one where uh, Vax kind of goes off and does his thing and is almost muted. Yeah. The one the one where where Percy gets a little you know shows his true sad boy self. Yeah. We get to see Orthax. That's the that's the thing that's inside of him, the demony thing. Um, so oh. that that's fun. Um I don't think they say that. Do they say that? They don't. 
they just show his like they just show him putting on the, the plague, plague doctor mask, mask. Yeah, it's, yeah which it's so weird and and that's the thing that it sucks about this because it's like that's from like that's like five years old but yeah. it's not old in the series but the source material is old yeah so it's like where did the spoilers kind of go like I we we have a list of like the things not to talk about. Like don't don't talk about this in like these episodes. So we're not gonna talk about that. But something like Orthax, it's like or Craven Edge, even it's like it's not technically on the list, but I mean, like, if you know the source material, you know where it goes. Like this whole entire thing, like if you know anything about critical role, you know how it goes because that first campaign completely ended. Right. So mm-hmm. you know how it is going to end. It's been resolved. Exactly. Like yeah. we're we're on campaign three by like already. <laughs> so like we've already these people are gone. We ha- we got introduced to you know seven new people, and now we're on to more people. So yeah. it's just everything is kind of all over the place. It's gonna be. I will say there was a nice little bit of uh, Tusk love that was in the in the show um, at uh, Gilroy's. Um, it's a, it's, it was a thing in campaign two. Um, uh, Travis, uh, plays a half orc and it's this, it's this book called Tusk Love and it's about a half orc love story. Oh, that's the book in the, the in the guy's shop. The book in the shop. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that whole thing. Uh, so that was just like why they showed Tusk Love and I was like, Love. That's a nice, nice. That's for for the campaign two critical role fans. Yeah. Um. I thought that was a nice little little thing in there. Yeah. It was strange watching a series that was very clearly made for people that were fans of another series that I had not seen. Yeah. Like I could tell when when they reveal like, um. Uh, Silas Broward. Mm-hmm. Like when they revealed his face, I was like, "This is supposed to be a big moment." I can tell. Or like, you know, he shows his face, and then people would be like, oh, "I think that's, I think that's Briarwood." Yeah, like it was really kind of weird, like that they that we got it so fast. Yeah, like and I then, wasn't like I wasn't expecting, you know, at the end of episode two. We see Silas, Silas, Silas Briarwood. We see the Briarwoods, yeah. and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, we're here already. Here we I are. I think we're saying Silas because that'd be the that'd be the relationship name. Silas and Delilah. You know what? I think it would be Delilah. Delilas. Delias. Ooh, Delias. That sounds. Ooh, that sounds like a child. Like who would be born in the year 2023? Yeah. Oh man. Like that it sounds, sounds like, like a character from Dune. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If his name was like Kim, or no, no, uh, uh, I don't know, Tim or something, that would be a character in Dune. Or if it was Del Ias. Del Ias, yeah. That do, it does sound like a post-apocalyptic. You know, this child was born. He's the last child on yeah. of the of the species. No, no more, no more child. No more child. <laughs> He's the last one. Does he hold the cure to being more child? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that the character reveal for me watching it was just like, wow, that sure is a guy. 
That sure is a very handsome man. That sure is a terrifying handsome man. Who has just killed all of these people. Yeah, I was like, when I was watching him like fight the 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 thieves, I was like trying to figure out his class. I was like watching him like punch people and stuff, and I was like, is this a is this is he a fighter? He doesn't seem to be a monk, but he is punching a whole lot. He's just one of those strong critical role characters that are just strong. Right. Like he's gonna get those legendary actions and everything just because he's yeah. strong. Right. So, strong. He's strong. Um, yeah, it's I'm really I'm really excited to see what we have going forward. Just knowing where we go from here, yeah. it's it's really interesting. Like it's it's really fun to see, like, okay, like I know that this is coming, I know that this is coming. I'm really excited for this part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I I don't know if it'll get more seasons. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I would like it to just because I mean like it is it is interesting to see everything kind of animated. Um and I do and again the animation's lovely. Uh, it, it's beautiful, yeah. it's really nice. Um it, will it get more seasons? I don't know. I would like to see more. With, well, the question is like, does this season end? At the end of the campaign. Oh no! When no way no. form there, it can't. Like, okay, we're we, we're so far removed. Right. Um. I I think the season may end with uh, I actually I speculation based on uh the pacing the uh, the okay. the pacing and what I kind of like uh, of the source material. I think the season could end with the defeat of the Briarwoods. Okay. Um, I think that's how I I could see that's where they would end the season because I mean we've we've got twelve episodes, mm-hmm. and basing it off of the six of where we ended episode six, um, I would say episode twelve maybe, yeah, would be where we would defeat the Briarwoods or will yeah. they defeat the Briarwoods? Well, <laughs> they could just be like, we only got one season, guys. We're gonna have everybody die. Here's <laughs> oh the thing: is this is kind of one of the things that I've realized I'm kind of excited about with this series, especially as someone that doesn't really know where the story is going, is the fact that it's written from a D&D campaign differentiates from the way that a lot of series are written. Because the, the way that like D&D works is that everything is just kind of like a, seas- like a series of things that like, happen because of other things happen but they don't have to arrive at a certain thing yeah. a lot of s- series like you know they have decided how it's going to end before they've even started writing that's not really the case in D. Mm-hmm. things just kind of progress however it makes sense for the characters which is kind of what i prefer um yeah, um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do for sure. Um, I'm I'm kind of like it's it, it, kind of going off of what you said. Uh, like it, they are doing a really good job too of like all the critical failures and mm. everything that happens. Like all yeah. the times that Percy's gun would jam. Yeah, like mm. that that happens because he was rolling low, and so it's like oh, it's like his gun jammed. Uh, yeah. So it's like, oh darn! Like, gotta gotta spend an action to reload and everything like that. Yeah. So they were doing they do a really good job of that. So it's they do a, it, it is a good series where 
especially when we get a little bit higher, like to some of the other things that happen in that show, depending, I don't know how long they're going to go. Right. Um, Cause there's like, I, what there's like 300 episodes of the first season of the first series. Like, I, I don't know what that is. That's like some 5,000 hours. So you, I don't know. A ridiculous it's a amount year. of um, for, for somebody to watch. Uh, but yeah, like, so I know like knowing some of the things that goes like there's this there's a part where way down the road like so far down where Keyleth jumps off this cliff and is like I'm like like nothing can happen to us we're gods and right. it's like oh I'm gonna fall and hit the water I'm gonna turn into a uh, to a goldfish and turns into a goldfish not knowing that she's still like a hundred feet up in the air. Right. And so like all that fall damage, like maxed out on her and she like died, died. Oh no. We have to bring her back to life. Yeah. Just like, just stuff like that. And you're just like, Oh yeah. They just do stupid stuff because I mean, they're just playing a game. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun stuff like that that I, I'm hoping that they include more of in the show. Yeah, I'm excited for that level of like it's chaos, but it's mm, like chaos. character motivated chaos. Yeah, uh, the the whole bit with the door that was like a 20 minute long thing where they were trying to pick this door and nobody could open this door like at all. Like they ended up having to break somebody into the place and open it from the other side because they're like we can't get into this door like this door (laughs) is like the the big the final boss of critical role is a door yeah like it's (laughs) it's one of those like we can't do it like this door is just impenetrable like it's we can't and so i like that they were added be able to they added some stuff like that which was really nice uh and again i think a lot of it's for the fans but i think if you don't know anything about critical role would you guys agree that you know it is something that you can that you wouldn't mind watching that you kind of get into? It's I I would say that I can still get into it. It is very obviously not made for me. Um but it is still a enjoyable experience. What about you, Jane? I think about the same since I tend to gravitate towards like fantasy and and sci-fi type of stories. Um, For me, it's all about the characters. If they're engaging enough and I really enjoy seeing them on screen, that's ultimately what keeps me watching. And again, I I am the one with the least amount of background on Critical Role because I've never listened to the podcast. So I was just kind of going in blind and right off the bat, I could already pick off some characters that I really liked that mm-hmm. I already knew who my favorite was from the beginning. I so. want to know who's everybody's favorite characters. Who goes first? Let me pull up the list here. Because um, I can't remember their names. <laughs> like the uh, what, are the, what do they look like? What do they do? Well, my favorite character actually changed by the time we got to like the, the sixth episode that we watched. Mm. Like uh, at first, I think it was Percy. Mm-hmm. Is Percy the one with the white hair? Pew pew. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I liked him at first, but then he got a little too like emo-y for me. So yeah. <laughs> so a little then, too uh, much sad boy energy. Yeah. So then it ended up being, uh, I think it's Vax. Vax, yeah, uh, yeah, the elf rogue, yes, yeah, he's a half elf, guys. guys. He's a half elf, gotta be careful. Okay. He's a half elf. <laughs> um, the twins, Vex and Vax, um, yeah. Vax, my favorite character, like yeah. by far, Vax and Grog, and especially Vax and Grog's relationship, mm. how it's very uh antagonistic and then it does kind of develop throughout, 
Um, yeah. It's very, like a, it's very good. Like a Legolas Gimli sort of situation. Very much so, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I loved Vax. Um, dagger, dagger, dagger. He starts throwing his daggers. <laughs> like, that's his attack. It's, I it's could great. tell there were some, there was a, a moment where, uh, where Grum, they're like fighting and Grog does the thing where he's like, I would like to rage. And I was yeah. like, I can tell that's like a trademark <laughs> thing. Well, I mean, he's a barbarian and with a yeah, barbarian, yeah. it's like, you got to rage. As soon and as he so- said, like, I was like, is, is, is the orc going to announce is the orc barbarian going to announce raging or is that just going to be like something that I can infer from the action? But then he was like, I would like to rage. And I was like, nice. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, like, uh, like in the, in the campaign, he would just be like, well, I would like to rage. Yeah. I would like to rage like that, but he's usually like, well, first I would like to rage, you know, yeah. and just stuff like that. And yeah, uh, that's, it's like when I would play my monk and like as soon as it got to my my turn, I'm, I was like, well, uh, I think I'm going to punch. It's like, <laughs> wait, are you sure you want to punch? I'm pretty sure I think I, I want to. I'm going to punch. I would like to unarmed strike this person yes. <laughs> with my backhand if I could. Yeah. Um, and a uh, flurry of blows, like a flurry of backhands. Uh, just <laughs> exactly. it's like, freaking uh. like Luigi. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did like that. Um, uh, and and this is just this is just one for like like the 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 critty the critter fans out there. Uh, mm. They did bring uh, Vax's uh, uh, snake belt Simon in. Oh, that was nice. I always right. liked Simon. Just a, it's just it's just a belt that turns into a snake. That's pretty neat. That's all. I mean, like, <laughs> what else does it do? Yeah. It holds holds your pants. Like, holds hold your trousers, turns into a snake. Yeah, like, what I don't mark think did it you ask? Actually, does anything? I think it just like turns into a snake. I don't think it gives you any stat boots. It's oh, not like it makes you immune to poison. So I guess it oh. is technically a really good thing. But it's yes. not like an animal companion sort of deal. No, but no. like he does kind of talk to it, and it's like this is Simon, and you know. Speaking of animal companion, uh, trinket, trinket the bear. Yes. Trinket the bear. <laughs> Trinket. I love the uh, Trinket the bear, also voiced by um, Matthew Mercer Baker. in the show. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> Laura, since she is a ranger, can speak, can cast, talk with animals, and whenever right. Trinket needs to talk, it's always like mm-hmm. he's just a bear voice, and it's like, yeah. it's great. There's there's a time when uh, Scanlan feeds it like this unicorn meat, and it's mm. poisoned. Oh, and no. yeah, the whole it's a whole thing. It's great. Everybody hates the bear. I'm just kidding. Oh. I think it's just no. Scanlan hates the bear. Okay. In every in every campaign that I've been in, where someone is uh, a beast master, like I always find that the animal companion kind of becomes something of a mascot for the team. Yeah, I had. My the first D and D character that I ever played actually was a halfling beastmaster. I had a giant badger named Gerald. Nice. Uh, our DM gave him this like very gruff New York accent, like you do. Yeah. So I'd be like, like "I'm gonna tell I'm badger in here," you know. Yeah. Like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him with my claws. Is that okay, boss? You're doing great, Gerald. Hey, thanks. 
like yeah, thanks kid you know it's like... Is it? yeah um okay so uh first three seasons the first three seasons first three episodes of vox machina uh past stream rent or buy what would you guys give this just the first three yeah and it, it, is, it does kind of suck too because the see the whole season's not been out yeah so this like our opinions could change like yeah episode seven could be the tipping point we don't know yeah. um but based on these first three episodes past stream rent or buy at this point i would give it a stream it's like a high stream yeah yeah i'm, I'm about the same i would say yeah same i'm i'm in an, i'm in a high stream um yeah. knowing where they go gonna be really good um some of the stuff that they do to get there i'm interested to see how they're gonna pull it off yeah in animation so it'll be it'll be interesting um so yeah I, yeah definitely a high stream for me the yeah. thing that i really want is the soundtrack because i yeah. have the songs <laughs> in it they're pretty fun yeah it was nice that uh scanlon got to sing a song yeah he did. as a bard who sings all yeah. the time it's great um there there were some things in there so uh scanlon uses big b's hand a lot it's a it's a spell for a bard big b's hand yeah uh, like magic hand but like better um so he uses big b's hand a lot but in the show i guess you can't use the term big b's hand because i mean that would be wizards of the coast so i i don't yeah think there's a weird branding the term so that's mm. why like when he does use it he uses scanlon's hand so yeah. that part kind of was like i'm so <laughs> used to him saying big b's hand for like hours and hours yeah. of casting that spell um and using it to do things um that he especially in the final battle um of the entire campaign using mm. big b's hand to do things it's like really interesting stuff um but him being able to say him scanlon's hand i was like oh that's kind of weird it's also going to be weird what they do with all of his songs like when he sings since it's sam regal he uses like popular songs now sure and so like that's the song real music for his inspiration and everything yeah um so it'll be interesting to see what they do because i mean like it's i don't think they're going to be able to use Katy perry no uh, like sam regal singing Katy perry so mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do there hmm. yeah oh man um well you guys ready to wrap this up yeah all right um again thanks to uh, amazon for uh letting us check it out early um definitely check out the legend of vox machina uh every friday for until it's over uh, three episodes a week. Um, so check it out. Um, Connor, where can everybody find you social media and streaming wise? You can find me on Twitter at Connor Thiessen, as well as tall lanky guy 96 for Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on YouTube and Twitch at tall lanky guy. Nice. Jaden. Uh, you can find me as Pixel Latte. That's with two I's and two T's on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I now have a channel where I talk yeah. about animation-related stuff. So, yeah. Give it a look. Nice, nice, nice. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane on You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom, on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for Podcast. All of our episodes available, iTunes, Stitcher, Poppy, and Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and on Audible. 
yeah, made like, that announcement. I was still, it's still one of those like, why? Huh. <laughs> it's just a weird one. Um, but yeah, uh, on Audible, you can check us out there as well. Um, thanks to one out of 10 for the intro and outro for this episode. Uh, we've got some new podcast sponsors coming soon. Um, but also thanks to Wild Bill Soda for always sponsoring this stream. Great guys. Uh, use code mm-hmm. Fandom10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. Um, get yourself some delicious soda and some coffee. It's it's still cold. I thought we were going to be over the cold. It's still cold. Um, except where Jaden's at. It's not cold there. It's, it's never cold warm there. Up little by little. Is it? Yeah. It has been. Warm up it's from what? Up. It, it like warmed 50, up from 65. 60? Yeah. <laughs> but for me, that's cool because compared to Florida, that's cold. <laughs> Warming up here means it's above freezing. Now, now, Jaden, what do you think about the humidity there? Because I the was, I, here? I, yeah, I loved it. Because, like, if in, it was like a hundred degrees, you could like step in the shade and it would yes, be cooler. Yes. Whereas, you know, you're from Florida, I'm from Oklahoma, so it's just constant. <laughs> like, if you're, if you're, if it's ninety degrees, out, like, if it's ninety degrees in the sun. It's 90 degrees in the shade yep. because of the humidity, <laughs> whereas it that's not there in, you know, beautiful, sunny SoCal. So, yeah, yeah like you, it's like if it's, you know, 90 degrees in the sun, it's a good like 80 degrees in the shade. Like it actually is yeah. cooler. It's and the, the nights are nice. <laughs> yes. Nights are real nice. It's it's similar in Vancouver. The the it, when it's cold, it's cold everywhere. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's yeah it's cold right now it snowed last night here oh and i was ooh. like go away yeah <laughs> we don't need you yeah um, after uh after spending the the holidays and in, in the calgary's it's they get a lot of snow there <laughs> i uh, am the other day there was a high wind advisory which i didn't know that was a thing over here i thought i escaped all the high winds bro you got those santa ana winds man even (laughs) when you're not close to santa ana you're still gonna get the santa ana winds like you're in west hollywood you're still gonna get the santa ana winds doesn't matter where you're at you could be in san francisco you'll still get the santa ana winds and no matter where you are or what the weather is like, you can still order Wild Bill Soda. Exactly. <laughs> and again, Fandom 10 at checkout. 10% off. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks. Thank you both for coming on, chatting some critical role with me. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe go, go on the YouTube, watch some clips. Learn you, you learn you some critical roles. I'll do my best. Yeah, Same. there you go. <laughs> All righty. So for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Connor. And I'm Jaden. Bye bye everybody. I don't know why I did it. I was trying to do a thing. Where I was like, eh. Do like a wahoo sort of. I was trying to think of a fun critical role thing to say, um, but uh, there there is a good bit. Grog, who is he's big uh, barbarian. Orc. Yeah, uh, he's a half giant. Oh, he's a half giant. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, kind of what isn't he? What is he? He's a Goliath. He's a Goliath. Oh, okay. Jeez. Um, speaks giant. Um, so yeah, so since he's a Goliath, uh, he's kind of dumb. So, sure. uh, they teach him, they try to teach him words, especially Pike. It's really adorable. Yeah. Uh, their, their relationship with each other. Um, but whenever they say good, like they're like, good day. 
uh, he since he's dumb, he's like bidet, and so he uses mm. bidet a lot. So nice. it's, it's hilarious. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, there's one where uh, Pike tries to teach him uh, ABCs, mm. and because like he gets he takes this like smart potion and it wears off <laughs> for like it's this thing, and so he's like, "Can you teach me how to read?" And so she's trying to teach him how to read, and that this whole thing goes by. And yeah, it's just great. And I think at the end, like the potion wears off and he wakes up and I think he can like just write his name, but like backwards, like like, a backwards G and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Grog. So, uh, bidet, everybody. Bidet. Bidet. Guys, I'm really liking Peacemaker. Like, I'm really, I'm really digging it. It's a fun series. It looks interesting. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a sucker for John Cena. Not, it's not really this, weird that you can actually see him in this, in this yeah, show. <laughs> not, not necessarily in the sense that like I'll watch anything that he's in, but when I do watch something that he's in, I'm rooting for him. Well, because he's uh he's the he's the champ. Mm. Not the people's champ. That's the other guy. And it's also just very, very real to or very rare to be able to see him in anything. Right? I know. Usually you're like you put your hand in front of your face and you're like, nah, I can't uh, see none. Can't can't see it. That would be <laughs> hilarious if somebody does an edit of like Peacemaker and just edits him Peacemaker, out. Peacemaker, but you can't his see voice, him. <laughs> his voice is there, but you just can't see John Cena. Like that would be hilarious. That would be like, good. If they could just like, like just the outfit is just walking around. So it's just like the outfit and the helmet, but you can't like, see his actual face. That would be pretty dope. Have you seen those uh, Garfield without Garfield comics? Is it just a box and John looking depressed? It, well, it's literally just like, it's a it's a regular like real Garfield comic strip, but they've just removed Garfield, so it's just John Arbuckle talking to himself. So like it would normally be because yes, you're All entirely right. correct. That's that's fun. It's just some guy having an existential crisis. I like it. That sounds like a that sounds like a a hit. Yeah. Very popular on on the interwebs. Uh, Jaden, have you been uh, keeping up with Euphoria? Yes, I'm I've been hearing. I have been hearing so much about that show only recently. Uh, she Rue makes the worst decisions. It's very hard to root for her. Yeah, like she's every an interesting time, protagonist. <laughs> I'm just like when she goes to the to the lady. Minor mm. spoilers for Euphoria. When she goes to the lady, and and then the lady's like, "If I don't get my money back, I will have you sold off into you know, basically prostitution." Yikes. And she's just like, "Yeah, okay, I'll continue to do this deal." And I'm like, "What are you doing?" Damn. Yeah, I'm like no. <laughs> and then she gets mad at uh, uh oh shit, uh, Ali, her uh, sponsor. Yeah, and like breaks that, that, that relationship. Scene was so messed up. 
and everybody everybody making fun of Oklahoma. Sometimes I, I I find I gotta be choosy about my my high school or my TV shows about high schoolers because that is because some of them I just get frustrated. To be honest, when like before I started watching Euphoria, I had seen Generation, which is another like HBO Max like original that centers around teenagers and stuff. And when I saw the trailers for Euphoria, I felt I felt like it was going to be in the same vein as Mm -hmm. Generation, but they're nothing alike. And I I don't think the trailer does it justice, honestly. (laughs) Like I just sat down and started watching it and. Uh, Cause it's not, it's not just like a really compelling story. The cinematography, just like, ugh. sure. Yeah. It's a 24. And so yes. everything really do. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. What? It. There's a scene in ha- season one where Rue is walking along and she's, she's high and the room is spinning. All right. <laughs> they've got, they've got people on both sides of her. And the room is spinning while she's walking straight, but then she's like walking on the walls and walking on the ceiling as, and I'm like, I just want to know how you guys shot this scene. Just because it's, it's literally, really, it's literally really like good. that 2001 Odyssey scene. Yeah. Where the, but, the flight attendant goes upside down. Like it's just super trippy, but it's Yeah, so it's great. Cool. I'm just like, oh man, hmm. please. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, yeah. Like I said, it's A24. They like knock it out of the park. All right. I guess that's going on the list. Yeah, too. I think we can safely say A24 has never made a bad movie or series. Like not or, visually, was, no. No. I was just like, man, <laughs> they do not from disappoint. the makers of The Lighthouse and the new tragedy of Macbeth. I am ready for comes the this of series. I am so ready. We were just talking about it, my my roommates and I, because we're all a bunch of I mean, the only person that isn't a big theater nerd is just a really big, like, artsy film buff. So we're all very ready for for that movie. Nice. So we've all played D&D, right? Yes. Just Jaden's not played D&D. So Jaden's the only one that we need to have D&D with. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I've got my my role for initiative shirt on there for this go. episode. <laughs> I should have worn some sort of D and D inspired regalia, but I did not. I, I mean, I only have this because my sister got it for me for Christmas. So um, I'm doing something I've never done before. Um, I'm doing um, uh, two weapon fighting Ooh. and uh, using a uh, uh, using a glaive. So I've got like that reach. Okay, and I feel like that's something not a lot of people do. Usually, people, you know, you know, we're either casting magic, we're we're two handing, or we're shooting bows. Yeah, and I'm like, we're gonna use like the long, the long shank. You know, closest I've ever been is I played a I played a drunken master monk, um, who, yeah, I mean, basically, when you're punching everything and you've got improvised weapon yeah. stuff. You can kind of double wield. I I at one point I punched a spider so hard. Well, I punched it like and got enough damage that I could kill it. And in killing it, I punched into its head, grabbed the head from inside, ripped it off the spider, and then used it to punch another spider. See, there you go. That's how you do it. Like I, my favorite class. Like I love rogues. I'm playing yeah, a fighter rogues are now, fun. but like 
the swashbuckling rogue is like the most broken thing. Yeah. Because it can just go up to you. Is it more broken? Just, is it more just, broken than Beastmaster? Yes. Yeah. Because literally you go up to them, you can hit them, use your bonus action to get the other hit. You'll get your uh your um your sneak attack damage, and then disengage is a free action. Whoa. So and it's not even if you hit, it's if you make the attack. So you don't right. even gotta hit. So you can just like make the attack and then just disengage away. Yeah. Without, it's the without same. The, with no opportunity of attack, no, not having. So you get you both of your attacks in, yeah. And then just, just leave. Yeah, that's the same way that the monk works. Is you can just like punch somebody a couple times and then just hop over to someone else that you can punch. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, I got Sentinel for my uh, uh, my guy with the glaive. It's a it's it's a Tabaxi, but we've kind of nerfed him a little bit, so it's actually yeah. a fox. Instead of a cat, to foxy, so pretty much. Nice. Um, so, like, he's got the reach, and with Sentinel, if you hit them, it stops them dead in their track. Like, you use your reaction to make an opportunity of attack, and okay. if you hit them with the opportunity of the attack, their movement goes to zero. Nice. And I've got ten foot reach, so I can effectively <laughs> keep them in within ten feet of me, and them not be able to hit me. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, we're, and like That's... with Polearm Master, I'll be able to do double attacks. And then with Alert, like we can't be surprised. I've got blind fighting as my style. That's... So I've got blind sight within 10 feet of me. That's so pretty amazing. It's, yeah, it's it's going to be a broken character, but I'm like, it's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be a dumb fighting fox. <laughs> but just like the the image of this little bitty fox with this big ass glow yeah. going and like, ah, you know, going crazy. Amazing. 